Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Hey, welcome to episode 142 of Growth Marketing Today. This is your host, Ramley John. And how are you doing, my friend? Today, I have Casey Hill. He is the head of growth at Bonjoro. Now, podcasts are a great way to get any message out there, whether you want to promote a product, improve your brand, or raise awareness around an important topic. They can help you reach new audiences if you become podcast guests. But getting onto shows is really hard and impossible. I get about 20 to 30 pitches a month, and I tend to ignore most most of them just because how inauthentic they approach and it's usually a PR firm that approaches me. So in this episode, you're going to find out how the Bonjoro team successfully pitched to over 200 podcast shows in 2020. In fact, Casey didn't pitch me on the show. He posted something on LinkedIn about appearing in 200 shows. I was like, I need to find out how and why you guys did that. So today, once again, Casey Hill, head of growth at Bonjour, discusses that, why and how they were able to achieve that. In episode 142, you learn first, Bonjour team's strategy to successfully pitch themselves as guests on podcast shows. Second, Casey's piggybacking strategy to identify the right podcast shows to appear on. And third, how they measured success for all the podcast shows they appeared on. Before we jump in, I put together every process, tips, tactics, techniques that Casey shared in this episode in a one-page PDF. Seriously, why take notes when you can download mine for free? Go to growtoday.fm forward slash 130. Go to growtoday.fm forward slash 142 or find the link in the description. You better hurry because when I publish next week's episode, I take away this week's cheat sheet. I also want to thank those who made this episode possible. Now, these folks help cover the cost of hosting and marketing tools so we can focus on getting amazing experts like Casey on this show. Thanks to Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. Now, find the top keywords you rank for, track new organic keywords, get more in-depth backlink data, and perform a site audit all for free using Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. You can sign up for free today at growtoday.fm forward slash hrefs, that's A-H-R-E-F-S, or find that link in the description of the show. Enough about me, let's jump into my chat with Casey. Hey everybody, I am excited to have Casey here. He's going to be talking about how their company, Bonjoro, got on 200 podcasts last year, which is absolutely crazy. How's it going, Casey? How are things with you this morning? It's going great. It's going great. I'm really excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited. I know we've been connected on LinkedIn. I, I would just, I, I love finding topics to like already have a topic to talk about. And it's going to be interesting to talk about this. But before we do, uh, I'd just like for people to get to know you a little bit. And you said you love reading biographies. That's pretty fascinating. The only one I've read is Steve Jobs and it made me not like him more. <laughs> but for you, uh, what's been your favorite so far and, and what is the reason for that? Yeah, that was a uh, yeah. Steve Jobs um, one was definitely interesting. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely love biographies. I've read so many about entrepreneurship, famous you know political figures. It's funny. I, I think probably the one I read it really recently. There was a biography called, or I guess autobiography called Green Lights about Matthew McConaughey, um, and he's kind of gone on a whole big tour talking about that. 
Um, and it surprised me because I didn't think that that would probably be a favorite of mine, but I literally got that book and read it in one sitting all the way through and didn't put it down. Um, and I think what captured me about it was just the incredible storytelling, right? I think he was very, very compelling in, in how he kind of laid out his narrative and, and in a way kind of humanized his journey. You know, one of the things I always find fascinating about biographies is you have these people who are, you know, big CEOs or famous celebrities or whatever. And we kind of see the end of their lives, right? We kind of see the, the final outcome, but we don't see the journey. We don't see that time where someone's, you know, sitting around binging Netflix or whatever, right? Like the, the human side that kind of goes into this. So I always think it's cool to take a step back and kind of learn what people come from. And in some ways, I feel like it, it lowers that barrier too. People feel like, hey, this is, you know, this is accessible to achieve high levels of attainment without having some, you know, rich, rigid, super strict, um, you know, I'm going to work 15 hours a day, every day kind of wow. lifestyle. So I have not read that. I should definitely check it out. And I'm, I'm curious. I know I, I put you on the spot. I remember when I applied to school for college, one of the questions was if, if you wrote a biography, for, a biography of your life, what would be the title? I'm curious what your, if you wrote a biography for your life, what, what would be the title? And while you're thinking about this, cause I know I didn't, for this. <laughs> Mine would probably be uh, stepping out of your shell or something like that. I'm actually a pretty hardcore introvert and that's what I've been pushing myself a lot. Yeah. Me. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I think maybe something along the lines of like the unexpected path. You know, one of the things that I really try to do as much as I can is um, whether it's in my professional career and it's like, you know, taking those creative swings and doing something differently or, you know, in my personal life, I, I try to, you know, I've done a lot of crazy kayak across, you know, channels of 30 plus miles and all sorts of different journeys that, you know, I try to mix it up and keep life interesting. Um, so that would be a, maybe a tentative title to give you. <laughs> interesting. I would have used something along the lines of hill, like life on a hill. <laughs> Just because your life. <laughs> and that would have been super cool. But I love that unexpected path. Like we're, we're going to be talking about... Um, unexpected 200 podcasts last year i think that would that's what got really excited what got me excited about getting you on the show about this uh you know that that's with with, with benjoro being a company that's really focused on uh helping people build personal video messages to delight the customers uh, why podcasts like what why not youtube or why not uh something video centric why why two, 200 plus podcasts as a company and for you yourself you did over 25 yeah. Yeah. Great question. So, I mean, I think when it comes to growth marketing, right, as a starting point, I think there's a big component of this that is just testing things out and seeing what works. Right. And so that, as a starting point, you know, when I came into this role about a year ago, I had just come off of I actually had done a bunch of writing on Quora and I had accumulated several million views on Quora, a question and answer website. And one of my big takeaways from that was the importance of amplification, this idea that you need to tap into audiences beyond just your own audience, right? And so I started looking at channels that would accomplish that, that would allow me, like when I write an answer on Quora, I might be able to get that in front of 100,000 people, right? 100,000 eyes. And so podcasts to me similarly represented an opportunity that if you could find a good mutual benefit to provide value, right? There was this amplification effect to your message that wouldn't happen if you were to just post those onto your own native blog, right? That already has an existing amount of traffic. And so that's what kind of enticed me to the concept of podcasts. And 
I think we tapped into problems that businesses had and, and provided some thought leadership around it. So I think an important thing for people that are thinking about podcasts is, you know, nobody wants to have on someone who's going to do a product pitch on a podcast, right? Like no hosts want that. What they do want is if you can help solve, if they have listeners of a certain type and you solve a relevant problem to them, that is interesting, right? And so I think the first thing is going into it with the right mentality that you're serving to educate and you're serving to try to carve out thought leadership. And I think for us right now, I think there's this phenomenon where inboxes are incredibly crowded and attention is highly fractured and people don't necessarily know the solution, but they know they kind of need to find something to cut through the noise. And so our focus actually was not to hop on and tell people like, you need to use personal video to succeed. Rather, it was kind of to encourage people, you need to invest real time in your customers. You need to actually figure out how to build real relationships, right? If you're going to focus on customer lifetime value and you're going to focus on really creating a brand with longevity, you need to figure out how to create advocacy and you need to figure out how to create relationships. So that was really the cornerstone of it. That was the major variable um, that we wanted to deliver to people in conversation. And I think there was a lot of need for that topic, right? There was a lot of people out there from a lot of different types of you know, industries who were looking for, yeah, we, we do realize we need to cut through the noise. And so I think if you provide people tangible advice and steps to say, here are some ways that you might be able to approach that through personalization right? Like, again, we always say like personal video is an awesome conduit for that, but you know, there's handwritten cards. There's lots of channels that you can do it. The biggest thing is you as a business deciding my customer is so important. I'm going to take that minute out of my day to do something personal for them. I think that signal is what makes it powerful. That's really fascinating. I love, I love how in depth you went here and I want to stay here for a bit before we move on to talking about uh, how you got into so many podcasts as, as an organization. One of the topics that you, you suggested we talk about is how communication will shift away from email. And you, you started talking a little bit about that, but one other thing that you said is that uh, Facebook won't be a tight end as it is today. And I feel like that's where you're already going towards. Can you talk a little bit about that? Why Facebook won't be a tight end? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting topic. And obviously none of us can see the future, right? But my thought process, if you look at kind of the scope of history and of technology, you find that these platforms rise and fall, right? Like I think that the, the channels that we operate on are going to continue to adapt, right? Like if you look back, you know, I don't know the exact date of where things like WhatsApp roll out, right? But now WhatsApp is a primary form of communication in many countries across the world, right? Where like the chief way that they're talking to people is through WhatsApp. And I think we continue to see these new channels constantly cropping up, right? Like we just had, it's been what, like a month or two since Clubhouse just entered the scene, right? And before that, you know, we had, you know, all these new interesting, we had TikTok, we have all of these channels that are coming up and are growing explosively, right? And it's my thought that as those continue to happen, we'll continue to see those shifts. Already, when you look at Gen Z, right? And you look at how those people are growing up, they're not huge adapters of Facebook, right? Facebook is not their platform. They're already finding like alternative channels. So we're already seeing that separating off based on how they're comfortable and how is intuitive for them to connect. So I think that's gonna continue to happen. But I think what will stay the same is the actual ways, so, so there's like the channels, there's the channels that are constantly adapting. And then I think there's the actual communication itself, 
right? So like written word is, is a communication, right? I don't, I don't think that like text and written word is gonna disappear. And similarly, I don't think video is gonna disappear, right? That's another like actual like type of communication versus just a channel. So how video will be delivered is this going to be something that's coming over a specific app? Is it going to be delivered on a platform or, you know, all of those may change, but I think the type of communication will stay the same. So that's kind of what I, what I see. And, you know, again, these companies are obviously very well funded and they may see the writing in the sand and may go through dramatic pivots. So Facebook might not be what Facebook is today, but the actual company itself may stay alive and reformulate itself through acquisitions or through different ways. So, so that may happen, but I think, we're going to find that as 5G technology rolls out and suddenly people have the ability to like, you know, one of the hurdles of video right now, we actually did an interview with Forbes where we had this conversation where we're like, one of the challenges is like, obviously like uploading a video and doing it mobily and doing it from wherever there's this, there's this barrier right now that exists because there's like upload times and there's speed. Right. But imagine that you have this kind of ubiquitous 5G that sits across everything. Well, now suddenly like communicating through video can be, easily as seamless as communicating through written word, right? And you can do it from anywhere. So I think that those those types of factors and those changes in technology will definitely play a role. That's really fascinating. I love how this is like becoming more, much bigger than, than we, that I imagine it to be. You talked about Clubhouse and you talked about video, like how this, you said writing won't go away. Uh, video won't go away. What are your thoughts about audio and what are your thoughts? I'm curious. I'm, I'm sure you have a strong opinion about Clubhouse itself. Like what are your thoughts about uh, audio podcasting and, and Clubhouse? Yeah, it's a super interesting platform. I'm, you know, I, I've gotten a little bit involved. I haven't gotten deeply involved yet, um, but I do find the concept is, I mean, basically what they're doing is they're tapping into this human thing. Again, like people like to meet up and congregate in a communal space and brainstorm and have conversations. This is like the human mentality, right? And right now with COVID and these different hurdles, it's become harder and harder to do that, right? So Clubhouse to me is tapping into a human side of us that says, let's get some people together and share ideas, right? And I think that's why these channels, whether it's the podcast we're doing right now, whether it's things like Clubhouse, the idea is we live in a world where idea sharing is getting easier and easier, right? It's getting more and more accessible, right? And obviously there's there's going to be need to, you know, kind of control this in certain ways to keep the quality robust, of course. But the, but the point is, I think that that is part of our human nature is we'd like to share ideas. We'd like to meet together. So I do think whether it's Clubhouse or whether one of the big tech companies creates a competitor and does something comparable, right? Which we know that that's the competitive landscape these things live in. Whatever direction, I think that some sort of portal where people can get together in a conversational sense and communicate. Absolutely. I think that's going to stay. I think that's going to be something that um, continues. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I want to dig into that now about podcasting. I I didn't know that you you built this whole course about how to use podcasting as a way to to uh, amplify your your message. Can you talk a little bit about uh, that? Um, you know, how did you? How, first of all, how did you guys get on so many podcasts? Like, what was what was your process or what was your system to get on that many podcasts? Because me personally, I get. I get um, probably 30 to 50 pitches a month and I ignore 90% of them. So you guys must be doing something correct and to get into that many podcasts. Yeah, for sure. So, so I'll first start about what I did that did not work. Right? Okay. So, <laughs> so when I started out, I was like, Hey, podcasts seem really interesting. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go on LinkedIn. 
and I'm just going to reach out to relevant podcasts. So first I was like, I need to find podcasts. So I went to like, I think it was like, you know, just the Apple iTunes or whatever the, you know, portal is search the topic, then went, tried to find the names of some of those people, um, and pitch them on LinkedIn. Didn't work super well. <laughs> the, the, the first problem I have with LinkedIn is that LinkedIn was very limited and that we only get, you know, 250 characters or whatever it is. Right. So you really can't expand and really give someone a sense that a, you've actually listened to their podcast. And this isn't just like some random mass produced thing that you send to 50 people. So you can't really do that. Um, and you can't really explain an angle or a positioning of how you might be valuable to someone's audience. You know, with that little characters, it's more like, hi, you're great. Podcast is great. Do you want to have us on kind of thing, which is not very compelling again, because podcasts, especially the prominent ones get so many people who are pitching them. Right. So the first thing was finding an alternative way to actually get the first step, honestly, was finding an actual email address. So I found a platform called Listen Notes. Listen Notes basically is a huge database of like 1.8 million podcasts, and it provides actual contact information. Right. So that was the first major takeaway for me. It's like a pay by I think it's pay by day, actually. So you pay, you access their database. And basically you can look up by topic or, you know, there's a handful of different strategies we kind of employed, but basically the first step was we could get email addresses. Once I had an email address, then that allowed me to open up and have a real conversation with someone. Hey, I started listening to your podcast on episode, whatever. And this thing that you were talking about, I think is really, really interesting. Right. And we actually talk about customer delight too, a lot as an organization. And this is kind of that tie in. So I think number one, it allows you to get a unique tie-in. Number two, it allows me to actually position an episode to someone, right? So if I know their thing enough to say, look at, I think your audience would really benefit from having a conversation about this specific growth topic. And here's why I'm uniquely equipped to be able to really talk to that in a robust way. Now people are like, okay, they took the time. They know my <laughs> podcast. They have something that's a valuable angle suddenly I'm starting to differentiate, you know, a little bit from the, the run of the mill pack. And so I think that's where it starts. That, that's where it starts. And, and another thing too, is when I started, I went pure volume play. I was doing 50 <laughs> pitches a day, 50 pitches a day. And my thought was like, something's going to fall through the cracks. Well, that again, did not work very well. I took that back and started doing three to four pitches a day actually listening to the podcast, right? Like not like in the beginning, it would be like, oh, I'd look at the podcast. Oh, it's, this is the topic pitch, right? No, like if you're gonna, if you're gonna hop on someone's podcast, listen to an episode, get a sense of the vibe, get a sense of the flavor. And sometimes I'd listen to a podcast and say, oh, this was actually totally different than what I was expecting. This actually probably isn't a good fit, right? And then I wouldn't pitch them because it wasn't a good fit for, for I think what we would be able to speak to well. So I think part of it is slowing down, getting less ambitious with, you know, how many pitches are sending out. But the flip side of that is when I cut it down to three or four, suddenly my hit rate went from abysmally low to I'd say probably 35 to 50%, right? So huge difference. And that's where we started to actually build a book, you know, multiple podcasts per week and really started to grow and expand this thing was when we took that step back and focused really on the quality instead of the quantity. When we come back in just a moment, Casey shares how they measure success for each episode that the Bonjour team appeared on. Just a quick thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Now, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools help website owners get more traffic from search by improving their website's SEO performance. It does this in three easy ways. First, it scans your website for 
over 100 common SEO issues that might be hurting its performance in search engines. Second, it gives you actionable insights from your inbound and outbound link profiles. And third, it shows you what keywords your website ranks for and compare how you stack up against competitors in the search results page. Now I took it for a test drive and I have to say that I'm very impressed with how easy it is to use and how useful the data they provided. It gave me a holistic view of how my website is doing and I got more actionable tips, insights, and strategies to get growth to data.fm ranking higher in search engines than Google Search Console. Sign up for free by going to growtoday.fm forward slash hrefs. That's A-H-R-E-F-F or find that link in the description of this show. Signing up is a breeze and it only takes a few clicks to get it set up. Enough about this, let's jump back into my chat with Casey. I love that. I think that's like, that's some of the best pitches I've gotten when it's like they've actually taken the time to listen. They've, they've uh, you know, connected with, they, they've mentioned a few other guests that, that's been on that they can talk about. In it. And the other thing you did really well is like you suggested a topic. I think that's, it makes it really hard for me if like, hey, I want to get on the show and I don't know what you can talk about. So kudos on you and your team and figuring that out. I, I'm also curious about you've 200 plus podcasts last year. What were some of the results? And I'm curious also how you measure that because podcasting is one of those channels where sometimes it's hard to measure uh, traffic generated or brand lift or anything like that. What were some things that you and, and the Bonjoro team did to make sure that 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 you did were able to measure the impact or and and what kind of results did you see from that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is a really important one and something that I want to leave people with who are maybe thinking about using podcasts. Have an intake form that asks where people came from, right? Because you're totally right. Attribution, if you're looking at like GA data and you're trying to track it through Google Analytics, is super hard. Yes, we might you know hop on two really big podcasts and we might be able to see a, sli a slight spike in website traffic. But that's, it's very, very challenging to create that direct correlation. Cause like you're saying, it's a, the pathway of that is not precise, right? And you're not using UTMs and all these different variables. So, so the first thing is ask people how they heard about you. That's one for us. We actually started before we even had that as part of an intake form, we actually started asking every single demo that we did. Cause we were doing about, we're, we're, we're a little bit of a self-serve business, but we do do some demos. So we'll do like maybe 40 demos a week ish. Right. So we just started asking every single one of those people, how do you hear about us? And during the last quarter of 2020, eight out of 10 of our demos said that they came from podcasts. So that was the signal, right? That was like, you know, we knew, okay, this is starting to hit. And one of the things that was really interesting for us too, for me too, is I think that with podcasts, we hit a saturation point that really started to become an amplifier. And maybe saturation is the wrong word, but I'll explain what I kind of mean is when we did our first, maybe 10 podcasts, we got a little bit of traffic. We got some people came through, but it wasn't anything crazy. Once we were at like 50 plus podcasts, suddenly it started to really hike up. And I think what happened was there was this effect where if someone hears your name once, they're like, oh, bonjour, personal video. That's kind of interesting, right? But then if they start hearing it five, 10, 20 times, suddenly they're like, whoa, okay, maybe I need to pay attention to this. Especially if it comes in different channels, like oh, I heard it on a podcast, but then I also read a thought leadership piece. And then I was over and saw something on LinkedIn and suddenly like all those points are connecting. So I think that people who are thinking about doing something like using this as a growth lever need to, I think, be committed to building out a footprint of thought leadership in a space. Like we really want to talk about, say like customer delight was a major topic that we talked about. We really want to talk about customer delight. So we're going to really carve out this space and try to provide really good information 
on customer delight. And we're going to be dedicated to doing that. And we hopped on small podcasts, big podcasts. That was the thing too. Like we, we started and we said, Hey, like if this is a smaller channel, that's okay. Right. Like we really just wanted to create a footprint of like, we're going to try to provide valuable information. And it all comes full circle because here's the beautiful part about this whole experiment that we did in 2021. We have not pushed podcast. We haven't, I haven't pushed bookings at all. This week I've done three podcasts myself. Right. And my team has done more because now, now that there's been this population out in the world, if you do a good job, if you hop on with hosts and you provide valuable information, suddenly people start talking. And now there's this natural drip that's come back in my direction, which is people reaching out to Bonjoro and saying, can we have you guys on? So that's one of the most exciting parts of this is that we've gotten this effect now where we get tons of inbound requests for Mm -hmm. podcasts um, that never happened before. So that's, that's a nice, cool byproduct of it all. I love that it's coming full circle where now people before you were, you had to reach out now people are coming to to you to actually get you on the show. <clears throat> I, w- I want to talk a little bit more about, about th- that piece. You've, you said, you, I didn't even notice you've said you created a whole course about this, about this podcast. How, how did that, were people just asking you a bunch of, uh, a bunch of questions about this? Like how did that course come about? And you know, how, what, were, what were the other things that you're teaching in that course that, that we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. I mean, basically the reason I made the course was because I looked at this and I said, okay, here's where the industry sits in my eyes. Like you have people that are trying to pitch and basically doing what I did originally and struggling because they don't know how to do it. So they're pitching on LinkedIn and they're not being really personalized or they're using podcast booking agencies, which again, nothing wrong with podcast booking agencies, but they can get really pricey. Right. And so like you're sitting there and you're paying people that, you know, are basically, you know, rates are different. But in other words, it can get very, if you were to book 200 podcasts through like a booking agency, it probably costs you whatever, a hundred thousand dollars. Right. So I think I saw that challenge and I said, Hey, I can walk people through the exact tools I use, share examples of my pitch, share examples of like how I broke things down. And there's a lot of subtleties. You know, we used a lot of, I used a lot of different kind of tactics as I developed to try to find the right podcast too. You know, I used a technique called piggybacking, which essentially piggybacking is this concept of you find people that are relevant in your industry as a way to find the right podcast. So if I look and I'm like, oh, Seth Godin keeps talking about customer delight. And I talk a lot about customer delight. Well, I know Seth Godin is a prolific talker. So let me see what podcast he's been on. And then that will give me a footprint to say, oh, these might be also the same types of people that might benefit from having a conversation with us, maybe a slightly different angle. So I just kind of started to put that together. Um, and you know, I'm not, I'm not a web dev. So it's a very, very basic, uh, Shopify page, but I think that I was really excited to get that together because I do think it is really valuable just to help, you know, there's a lot of reinventing the wheel. I think that happens in marketing. And so one of the things, hopefully, and this is why podcasts are awesome because we can help share information to help expedite the path for people. This is why, you know, things like clubhouse can be awesome because you can get together and again, help people break through barriers. Um, you know, we're all kind of trying to figure this thing out together in the world of marketing. There's, you know, it's a, it's a vast one. So, um, yeah, it was a, it was a fun project to, to put together. It's really fascinating. And I know, you know, I'm curious if people are interested in, in taking this course, you know, they, they, they see podcasting as such a big channel for a potential big channel for them. Where can people find that course? Yeah, it's on a website called Amplified Masterclass. 
Um, and I can give you the link exactly. It's like amplifiedmasterclass.com forward slash booked on podcast. I'll give you the link um, to share with people. Um, but yeah, they can definitely check it out. Um, and I'll give my contact information too. Um, so, you know, Casey at Bonjoro, C-A-S-E-Y at Bonjoro. People are welcome to uh, to reach out uh, to me directly too with any questions either about the uh, that or about our software service that I work for, Bonjoro, that, that does personal video. Cool. And as I start wrapping up, uh, one question I love asking is if you can give one or two pieces of advice to growth marketers right now, and it could be something that you we've talked about, about communication, about podcasting, about video, or it could be something that we haven't talked about at all. What would be your one or two pieces of advice you'd like to give to growth folks? Yeah, a hundred percent. So the first one is tap into the principle of amplification. Right. The first thing is if you're if you're a growth marketer, you need to find outside audiences. You need to find ways to get your message in front of more people. Right. And this has been my experience. I've used Cora, I've used LinkedIn, I've done podcasts, I've done webinars, I've you know found channels like Zest where I reshare content after I produce it. Like there's a ton of these that exist out in the world. But the idea is you need to get your message in front of more people, bottom line. So build partnerships, build relationships, build connections, use platforms that bring audience to the table. So, you know, I've done core on LinkedIn. Those have been two that have had a lot of good impact for me, but there's many more. There's Reddit, there's Medium, there's lots of other channels that bring that same amplification effect. So, so look at kind of tapping into those. That's number one, focus on amplification. Number two is experiment more, right? Like people are too, people become so obsessed with perfection, right? that they don't take those small swings. You know, a company that I think just does such a good job, and I I love to highlight them in any cases I can because I think that they're awesome, is a company called ProfitWell, right? And ProfitWell, it basically constantly does these growth experiments. They made, you know, playing cards with the names of a whole bunch of people in the SaaS industry, which 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 I loved. I thought that was so creative because people also there's you know the, the reason that idea I think is so smart is because there's also this sense of ego people love to see themselves on a on a card like it just and I'm also into like you know cards and trading card stuff too so for me it was like a perfect idea but they they constantly take those swings and I think so many people are nervous or worried you know like they just did one recently that was for like hot sauces that I had saw like that. you know I saw that. Or <laughs> and so and the thing is not all of those will work some of them will flop. They'll spend, you know, a couple thousand bucks, ship out a bunch of those and it won't have a big impact. But the fact is they're getting out there and they're taking the swings. And I will guarantee you that brands like that will win long-term over the brands that are like, okay, I'm going to do this one project and we're going to spend, you know, 10 months and we're not going to do, you know, you can have a core set of objectives and you need to produce baseline traffic, et cetera, et cetera, in people's, in your role. So I totally understand that we all have our KPIs. But focus on taking those small experiments and those small swings. If you have to do it on the side, do it on the side. But if you're in growth, if you're in market, like growth marketing as an industry, to me, it is imperative that you, that you test and you iterate and you keep that creative cycle going if you want to stay on the front. I love that. And yeah, I was, when you were already talking about this company that you that is doing well, I, I thought of ProfitWell right away. I'm a big fan of hot sauce. And when I saw that, actually, I was like, damn, this is such a good idea, the hot sauce. <laughs> As I wrap up, um, where can people find out more about you and Bonjoro? I, I, this is your call to action now for, for the for <laughs> listeners. Yeah, so, so I work for Bonjoro, B-O-N-J-O-R-O. 
Um, and you can go to just bonjoro.com and you can find out more about the company. And, and, you know, the idea behind Bonjoro, again, is focused around relationships. It's this idea that every time a customer signs up, you can have something that basically a task that pops up on your phone and it says, hey, record this person a video. And you can click record, super easy, no elaborate, you know, pasting into your e- email. And it's all part of a system or a process. So we think it's pretty awesome. Obviously, I think it's awesome. I work there, you know, putting my, you know, time in. Um, but if you're curious about it, if you're looking for ways to increase retention or increase conversion or just add kind of a personal touch, um, check it out, bonjour.com, or you can shoot me questions, Casey, C-A-S-E-Y.com, um, shoot me an email. Um, and I think it's an awesome channel. Whether you go with us or there's other tools in the market, I definitely encourage um, anyone who's listening, test out personal video. It's awesome. It allows you to create a human connection. It gives you you know, a face behind your brand. And I think that's a like more important now than ever in our current world is to have something that's a little bit human um, and differentiated. Thank you so much. I, I love that. Thank, uh, well, uh, thank you. Yeah, I really appreciate your time here. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's it for this episode. I want to remind you, I also have created a free growth cheat sheet with all the actionable tips, techniques, and processes that Casey shared in this episode in a one-page PDF. You can get it for free at growtoday.fm forward slash 142 or find that link in the description of this show. Before you go, I also want to thank the sponsor for this episode to help cover the cost of hosting and marketing tools so I can focus on getting amazing experts like Casey on the show. Thanks to Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. Now find the top keywords you rank for, track new organic keywords, get more in-depth backlink data, and perform a site audit all for free using Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. You can sign up for free today at growtoday.fm forward slash Ahrefs. That's A-H-R-E-F-S. Or find that link in the description of the show. Also, please support me with this show. There's three easy ways. First, if you found this show valuable, I would kindly ask you to tell a friend or colleague about it. You can send them a Slack. You can send them an email. You can send them a DM. You can send them a text. Any way you can spread the love, I would really appreciate that. This is one way that shows get known is through word of mouth. Second, if you're any, if you're not already part of it, join the Grow Today mailing list. You get each Grow to, uh, Cheat Sheet directly emailed to you before anyone else. You also find out about professional and personal updates from me, including when I announced that I was writing a book. I let my subscribers know before anyone else. Entered. If you enjoyed this show so far, I would really appreciate it if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. It's a great way for other people to find out about shows is through those platforms. Well, that's it for this episode. Until the next one, keep safe. And as always, keep on growing. Passion, passion.